Good evening, fantasy footballers and the gents across the world. This is the Championship Formula with your host, Mike Blymel. And sitting to my left tonight is the ridiculous looking <laughs> Cajun Raider. <laughs> How's it going over there, Mike, with oh, the ridiculous headphones? Wonderful, man. It's a good thing our cameras aren't up and running yet because you would look silly. Yeah, I got the Mickey Mouse headphones on. Yeah. You look like you're about to play something in like an old tape player, like a Mickey Mouse sing along or something. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. It is. I'm sorry, Mike, but thanks for being here anyway. Hey, it's my fault for not being prepared. You came here unprepared! That is correct. You're never going to let that go. No. He's not. Sitting across from you tonight is the casual, Mr. Josh Kenny. I'm glad to be back, guys. How are you guys doing? We're We're glad to have you back. Did you know that Larry Mm. Fitzgerald has more tackles than drops in his career? Holy shit. That's real. He made 41 tackles in his career and only dropped 29 passes. That's a receiver. That's a true player. That's right a receiver. There. That's a I man. mean, that's yeah. a man. And Josh, we're glad to have you back to give us the uh, the fact of the podcast or the quiz yeah. question or the trivia the question. The incredible stat of the day. When you hear the podcast, you're going to be extremely. I mean, disappointed. Disappointed. With Cajun Raiders. Yeah. Uh, attempt to fill in. For oh, you, you. tried to do one. Yeah, I did. Yes. Yeah. Is it now, not good? Now, I want you to listen to it, okay. and we'll revisit to it. <laughs> right. Now, I, in full disclosure, I did one as well that apparently I thought I saw on Facebook and no one else saw. It turns out it was in our all of our fantasy group chat leagues, and yeah, everyone, everyone knew already it. knew the answer. Mm, but you're going to see the difference in between these. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's, it's fucking amazing. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. We need you. The bar is yeah. set very yeah. low. I, I set it very low for you. <laughs> and you well, he tripped took on your it. fucking Mickey Mouse headphones. <laughs> Man, it was his head so tight. Oh. They're sh- they're in the shape you know of- that you can adjust those, right? You, they don't have to cut off the circulation to your top it's, half of your head. It's like a headband that like a six-year-old girl would wear around to keep her hair back out of her face. That's funny. It is. All funny, right, sitting bro. to my right tonight, as always, is as the always. nation, Mr. Yes. Vinny Gonzalez. Guys, I'm glad to be here. The arrow's pointing up in life. I just feel like the arrow's pointing up in ah, life, man. Feeling so positive. Yeah, feeling positive today. I like the today. optimism. You know? Is too. it because you got Jamar Chase today? <laughs> Partly, yeah. I, yeah. Feel, I feel good about the trade uh. I did with Cajun Raider. That's <laughs> a good trade. And uh, other things. Uh, positivity, man. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Good vibes tonight. Good vibes. Let's do it. All right. So it's uh, been a week since I've seen you guys. Raider, what happened over the weekend? Anything fun and exciting? Yeah, we went to Key Largo. Okay. Went snorkeling down there. Nice. Let me tell you, those people down there do not know how to drive. No. So it's like two-way street, like one lane each way, and they get so impatient, they try to start passing cars like on the opposite. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. They and and it's like a it's a solid line in between, and it's like there's like seven cars that they're trying to like get past, and then hope that someone coming towards them. That doesn't happen to her. Am I, is this making sense to you? Yeah. yeah I, I mean, I think the real problem is, is the cars he's it. passing, why are they driving so fucking slow? They weren't. The speed limit's 55. We're all going 65. And these people are wanting to go like 80 on these small roads. Yeah, they probably know no one's going to pull them over. They're on a bridge, dude. 
Yeah. Bean goes, it's the fucking Audubon. There's not cops hiding in the trees. <laughs> keep up, Yeah, keep up with traffic. I kept hearing sirens over and over and over when we first got there. And I'm like, man, what's up with all the sirens? Like, I don't get it. Well, I got it after that. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Okay. You're going right. to die. You thought it was like the purge or something? Yeah, you're going to you're going to die. Sirens. If you go to the keys, you're going to die. Okay. Okay, I never been. Yeah. <sighs> Don't go. Don't go. You'll die. <laughs> You'll die. I'll, I'll stay my ass right up here then. All right. Josh, we haven't seen you in a while. Yeah. I've been how gone. was no. I know how was vacation? I went to Tennessee. My brother-in-law got married. Um, it was a beautiful wedding up in the Smoky Mountains. We spent the week hanging out, doing mountain coasters and fun stuff like that it was nice to get away Kinda did they unplugged. hire uh, chris stapleton to sing at their wedding no he couldn't make it actually he was <laughs> he was on deck to go but he just couldn't make it so i wow. had to sing instead okay nice. yeah he brought that microphone that's why it wasn't here last yeah, week i had a black cowboy hat <laughs> so and everything. clear yeah <laughs> yeah so clear they they actually have referred to josh as this generation generation's George Strait. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I can see it. I have that tattooed on my upper back. It does. <laughs> wow. And then a picture yeah. of, his, of George Strait's face on his ass. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. I like it. Are you a George Strait guy? I'm a straight guy. <laughs> well, 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 I was never questioning that. I was no, never I do questioning like George Strait, actually. You do like George Strait? Yeah, okay. I like okay. old cool, country. Man. Yeah. Cool, cool. Same. I like some old country, too. Can, uh, you, can you name a, a George Strait song? Everyone can name. No, I can't name one. Go ahead. You name one. Um... Uh, all my exes live in Texas. But can you sing it now? Are you sure all he sings that? All my exes live in Texas. That's why I wanted you to name it because I knew you would sing it. Nice. Doesn't he do you. Amarillo by morning? He I does uh, get carried away. That's a good one. Yeah. But you know, for me, like I, I guess I like a lot of pop country. I'm like the Rascal Flats, Keith Urban guy. Mm-hmm. I like some Tim McGraw. I'll listen to some Josh Groban, like stuff like that. But the old old stuff, I'm just like, mm, it's hard sometimes. I don't appreciate Josh it Groban. as much. Wasn't he a like a Christian singer? <laughs> you lift me up, no. isn't that? Him? Wait, wait. No, 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 no. Not Josh Groban. <laughs> Baby, lock them doors and who's that guy? Uh, oh, uh, I know that song. Yeah, I like his. Baby, lock yeah. them doors and turn them lights down yeah. low. Yes, I don't remember but, his uh, name. Why did I say Josh Groban? I'm such it a could moron. Could be him. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. Fuck, <laughs> <laughs> guys. I, the guys out there listening and our country Man. enthusiasts, I apologize for my. Yeah, Vinny's singing along with Andy. Walks with me and he talks with me in the car. I just didn't see it happen. By the way, that song you lift me up. I do like it, but I'm not going to sing it for you. Okay. Okay. Did yeah, you know Chris Stapleton wrote that song that you were just singing? No really? way. Get out. But he yeah. didn't sing it, though. He wrote it. Yeah, he, he wrote it. it. Yeah, yeah, he didn't he, sing it. Wow. He was a Is it Josh Turner? Josh Turner. There we go. I said yeah. Josh Groban. I'm a moron, dude. <laughs> you had the first name right, so we'll give you that. Uh, I got something right. You there know. we go. All right. So, Vinny, what did you do this past weekend? Dude, I was supposed to do that epic garage sale and try to follow up the $400... Um, um, profit I had last week, but I didn't get to it. Honestly, I've been spending a lot of time at night watching World Cup soccer. The problem is, it's in Australia. They're mm. literally like 15 hours ahead of us. All the games, like I'm, I'm lucky tonight at nine. It's USA playing at 9 p.m. They cater to us over here in the states for USA because we have the best team. But if you want to watch the other countries like Spain and Brazil and Colombia, dude, you got to be up at two, three, four in the morning to see the game. Oof. And I love soccer, so I've been up late. So then what happens on the weekends? I'm sleeping till like noon because I'm so tired from watching the games. But I'm a fanatic. I love the sport, man. So Hold on, not to derail know. us off of NFL football too much. Right. Does the US really have the best team? 
Yeah, USA. This Women's World Cup. Oh, uh, oh but, I'm like, but, 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 but let me tell you, USA Men's, just on a sidebar, USA Men's has a very good team. Like, we always get disregarded as, oh, they're, they're, they're so far behind the world. We're not. We're a top 15 team in the world. Unfortunately, when we run into the Germanys and Brazils and Argentinas, we, we run into problems. There's some okay. of the strong European teams like Spain. But USA is no pushover in men's. But in women's, we're the ultimate. We've won the last two World Cups. We're going for a three-peat. We won in the 90s. We've always that. had great teams from the Brandy Chastains of the world to the Alex Morgans of today like we're very good I yeah. don't expect the women to lose if they do maybe to Germany maybe to Spain deep in the tournament I don't expect them to lose a group stage match and I don't expect them to even have a chance to lose until they get to the final four that's why they've been saying put some, put some respect on our name because they're yeah. underpaid Whereas the, the males get paid a lot more money. The men do, but the men also have a bigger draw. I, it, you know, I don't want to diminish what the women do. They're amazing. I think there has to be some compromise there, you know, because the amount you get paid is also depending on the amount your draw, your, your sport draws, right? Yeah, so, for sure. You know, Fair. international soccer players, Ronaldo and Messi, they're getting paid big bucks, but they're the biggest draw. Messi shows up in Miami. All of a sudden, that team's going nuts. Messi's playing out of his mind. Already has three goals and an assist and a game-winning goal in two games. Wow. They're on another level, you know? But women's soccer as a whole has come a long way, and the women have forged the path. And they do deserve a, a, a bump, but it's dependent on who's watching. Yeah. You know? you got to have fanatics, right? Yeah, it makes sense. We're buying the jerseys. We're, we're, we're showing up paying for the tickets. You know, so it's it's not just on the women. It's on the sport itself. You gotcha. know, they got to market it. Seems fair. Yeah. What did you do this past week? Yeah, what did you do? What did I do this past week? Did you get more tattoos? No, I didn't get any more yeah, tattoos. I check on you because every time you come, you have a new tattoo story. So <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. you're working your sleeves up real good. No, looks I, I'm happy with it so far. No, for, uh, actually, it was mostly just going out to eat this past weekend. Yeah. No kids. Um, we took it really easy. Saturday, I did uh, a lot of landscaping at the house, cleaned up everything. It was really not a lot of fun, but it was necessary. The pond out back finally cleared up. I can't even look at this fucker without wanting to laugh. At him. <laughs> What's he doing? His hat, his, his headphones. It's headphones. just the way they sit on his head from my, this expo- angle. They expose so much of his head. That's the problem. <laughs> Normally, the bigger ones hide some of that. You got a big head, Mike. <laughs> Sorry, man. Keep going with your weekend. No, that was pretty much it. It was just really low key. Didn't really do a whole heck of a lot. It was good. Well, that th- those weekends are good too. It Sometimes was. it's nice to relax. You it know, looked like there it, were some bad storms that came through. We were gone, so I didn't get to see that. But it looked like there were some major storms that came through. That was a pretty was. epic one. Yeah, that was a pretty sure. epic one. It was windy. One of them was windy. Remember? It was Absolutely. Like, I was scared, man. I dropped off Karina at work at Walmart on Malabar, and all of a sudden, dude, I got scared. Like, legit, all of a sudden, in the middle of Malabar, I will shit myself. All of a sudden, shit just starts flying across Malabar. Like, literally, like debris. And then it starts kind of like moving around. And I'm like, oh my God. Oh my god, dude! I'm gonna be in a twister in a minute, dude. I've never floored my ram so hard in my life, bro. I've never been so scared. I am deathly scared. Like I see a tornado. It, he's it, looking it, for Bill Paxton and cows flying. It, 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 it raised my anxiety, bro. I, I fucking floored it. I said, "Cop tries to pull me over. Fuck him. He can go in the twister. He's gonna follow me all the way to 186 Emerson, dude." In the vortex. I ain't stopping, bro. I'm going all the fucking way, dude. That's crazy. You know, it was scary. For me. <laughs> All right. So, uh, where we're going with this is, guys, we got to speed this up a little bit. Holy shit, you're right. The season is r- slowly, I would have said slowly about three weeks ago. Now it is quickly upon us. It is, man. Uh, we're just about five weeks out from uh, game time, maybe six weeks out from game time. I know the Hall of Fame game's right around right. the corner. So, having said that, we've got about 32 wide receivers we got to get through. 
Now, we're not going to get through them all in the next hour. But we're going to do our best to get through them tonight and next week and also start bringing in our tight ends because, let's face it, we need we haven't talked about Travis Kelsey at length, and we really need to. Is there really anybody else that we have on tight end day? Travis Kelsey or bust? I, no. think, we'll, I think it'll be interesting, Josh. I think we'll have an interesting we'll talk We'll probably about go him. down to, like, number 15 or 16. We're not going to drop down like we have been on the on the running backs and wide receivers. But we're going to be splitting hairs with a lot of these guys. You want me to sum it up for you? Oh, boy. Let's just sum up. We can just cut out the fucking tight end. Right <laughs> the disparity between Travis Kelsey and the number two tight end last year was the same as the number two tight end and the 22nd tight end. I saw that on Reddit or something. Tight end episode's fucking done. There you go. Yeah. Two, there you go, guys. Between two and When you go in your draft, you yeah. remember Josh. Don't If you don't get Travis Kelsey, you don't fucking worry about yeah. it. You yeah. just, say fuck just it. let it go. Take the number eight or nine tight end because he's only going to skill. Yeah. Score between two about and half 22, the same disparity between one and two. Did you guys hear that, too? I did. No, okay. I, and, and it's been like that with Kelsey for the past three years. He's finished tight end one six out of seven years. Yeah. Think about that. All right. All um, right. But back to receivers. I mean, All right. Back to receivers. We're at Johan Dotson. We are at Johan yeah. Dotson. And uh, he is our number 32-ranked receiver coming in. So we have him as a middle-of-the-road number three. Jahan Dotson, he's going to be working with Mr. Sam Howell this year, opposite Terry McLaurin. Logan Thomas is back in the fold. And we are looking at Antonio Gibson and Brian Robinson as a two-headed committee in the backfield. Um Mike would probably slap me if I did not at least mention that Christian Rodriguez is also on the team. <laughs> News on Gibson today. News on Gibson. What was it? Came out. They said he's going to be the third down back, period. Period. Yeah. Really? They named him the third down back. Yeah. I don't know if it sticks, but that's still a great role to have in a, yeah. in a BNME offense. That's probably offense. 50 catches. He's the pass catcher. Yeah. yeah. Right. And PPR, that's, that's cold. And that does. That messes up. Christian Rodriguez. I think okay. he was messed up from the beginning. You know, he you know was. what? I actually did hear no. that uh, the, the athletic score on Christian Rodriguez, um, how he was rated coming out of college, if he had not had some injuries his last year, he, he would have been drafted much higher. Right. Some sure, really was good it injuries or the fact that he was suspended? Okay. Was it injuries or su- that he missed time suspension. for? Suspension. Okay. Suspension. Some uh, character issues, maybe. Right. Okay. But, I mean, talking about Johan Dotson, though, you know, this is like a. Um, He's like a Tyler Lockett type guy to me. He's 5'11", okay? He has good size, and he has a really good... He has a nose for the end zone. He knows how to score. He proved it last year. And I look at Tyler Lockett, he's kind of the same player. He can play in the slot. He can stretch the field. He can go across the field. He plays a little bit bigger than he really is. I like this guy for Johan Dotson. Tyler Lockett, Johan Dotson. You know? That's a comparison. Wow. Yeah. And and four four three speed, man. Not no, I mean, definitely. He was highly yeah. t- he was highly recruited. He was highly touted coming out of college. Penn State. So, are you are you good at num- middle of the road number three? Are you good at Absolutely. number thirty two? Absolutely. And is I, there value there? There is. I think he has wide receiver two upside in that offense potentially with Eric Bieniemy now running the show. Okay. Yeah, I do. All right. So uh, Raiders, the real he he's the one who really gauges our guys. Is there value right. at number thirty two? According to him, I know. I hope I'm, I am. Pins I'm and needles. Is this a good guy to have or not? At 32, Based on your, is he good? On your research, on Johan Dotson. Me. Okay. Really? Was that a? How many were stars? You meowing or? No, it was a dying yak. <laughs> <laughs> here's what. Here's where, Here's where I'm at on it. Since he's giving out animal noises over there. Um, PPR leaks. He's the 38th receiver off the board. Give me him 
all day long that deep in the draft. Okay. So that's his consensus right now. ADP is going to be number 38. In a PPR league, yep. Okay. Standard league's 40th. Wow. I like him there. I think there's value. Absolutely. Oh, for sure. I like that. With that that Washington offense should be nice, man. If Sam Howell proves to be capable, which is – I'm hearing they're not going to take him off the field in training camp. Like, no one can get him off the field is what I'm saying. Obviously, they don't want to take him off the field. Yeah. But they're saying he's playing really well, and they're going to find it hard to take him off the field. And he keeps it up. He's going to have the job, and he should do well. He has weapons. I mean, he has a good line, too. The line's decent. And Washington, it sure is. Right. So, I don't know. I like Johan Dotson here as a draftable wide receiver three with real wide receiver two upside in an offense that I think is going to be much improved. Do you think he can surpass Terry McLaren McLaren and um, take over as the straight-up number one? No way. I don't don't think so yet. You say no way? I don't think so yet. Um, There's always a possibility because talent is talent. But uh, Terry McLaurin is talented in his own right. These these Ohio State receivers, they come in ready to play. I mean, and Terry's been doing it for a while. To get Terry McLaurin, you got to get him as a 20th receiver off the board. Give me Dotson. Hmm. 20 spots lower. That's Uh where the value's at. The value is not with uh McLaurin at... 20. Josh, there are two constants in fantasy football. One <laughs> is that McCorn will always beat Dotson. And two, there is not a chance in hell Mahomes will ever catch Brady's records. We have to know these <laughs> for this season. Okay? <laughs> Let's just make sure we don't, don't forget that. I thought we let that the die. Cajun don't bring that back. Don't bring that back. All right. So, yeah, give me him at that price. All, All right. It. We're all happy with Dotson at number 32. Consensus actually has him at number 40. I just looked at, just to make double sure. It was number 40. Um, so, yes, I'd be super happy at number uh, 40 to have him. Next Consensus, on the list. You're talking about uh, standard leagues? I am talking ADP for a combination of leagues. Fantasy Pros takes it from several different sites, and they have him uh, one-point PPR. They have him at number 40. Yeah, if you're in a mm. PPR league, you're at 38, half, 39. Okay. All right, well, the next guy up on the list – the metrics on him actually last year were not that good, but he makes some incredible Odell Beckham-style catches, and I think just saying that gives it away. We, Of course, we are talking about Mr. George Pickens. You know, I was probably shitting on the Steelers earlier this offseason, but after looking at it with Pittsburgh's improvement in the line, a little... I don't... You can't even... Because it was his rookie season for Kenny Pickett. You would like to think that he would be a little bit better than last year, he doesn't even have to make that much of an improvement to allow for better stats coming out of Deontay Johnson and Pickens. We must have listened to the same podcast this week because they're all pumping up the old Steelers. Yeah. Is that where you got your mind changed a little bit? No, I think it's even over the last week or so, There's there was a lot of Steelers talk, and they were going over on the podcasts. metrics. Yep, on podcasts. Okay, po- just checking. <laughs> I, I've just been, making sure we get our information from the same sources. I, I've now pump- I know what you listen to, bitch. Thank you. <laughs> I've been pumping Najee Harris and Deontay Johnson. I really think they're all going to take a step forward because the line's much improved. The big tight end they draft is going to be more of an offensive lineman. What's his name? Um I forgot. What is his name? Pat Chuma Okiki. You know why I don't care for his name? Why I forgot it? The truth is because I know he's not going to play tight end. That's sad, but it's true. I believe in Pat Fryermuth. And uh, what is his name? Darnell Washington. Darnell Washington. And that's why most people forgot his name because we all believe he's just a glorified offensive Mike lineman. Mike has him down at 4.0. I know you love him, but I don't think he's running many routes. That's the problem. Yep. But um, as far as Pickens, going back to the guy at hand, my issue with Pickens is the reason he has to make these incredible catches is because he can't separate. And that was the kind of the breakdown on him that I heard uh, at another site. And then I saw some film. 
that was interesting. He was having a hard time separating in the little clips I saw. Yep. So if he has a hard time separating, he constantly has to make these Odell Beckham acrobatic old school catches that ODB used to OBD OBJ used to do. <laughs> Jesus. You've done that before. I do, I do this every time. <laughs> then I worry, man. I'm just like, geez, how often can you count on that? Like, is that what you want to like hit your wagon to? Him making incredible catches the whole time? No. I, I I'd love Deontay Johnson this year to take a step forward and regress positively in the touchdown department. That's it. I, that's I love, all he needs, man. That's all he needs. I love Najee to have a good year behind that line, um, but I don't. I don't trust George Pickens. Okay, right now we have him projected at twelve point two six. Can anyone pound the table for him to be any more than a number three receiver? Are we okay with him being a th- number three? Yeah, I'll take absolutely. Him there. Okay, easy enough. Well, the next guy on our list, he actually uh, this. This would be changed at this point. Traylon Burks, we have him coming in at the number 30 receiver, 12.79 points per game. So pushing 13 points per game is a solid number three receiver to have in your lineup every week. This, of course, was before the signing of DeAndre Hopkins. So for this one, Mike, we see Traylon Burks at 12.79 prior to D-Hop. Give me, what is his points per game going to be with D-Hop? Give me a real number. Don't say three or four. I'm going to throw a water at you. No, I mean, I would say seven or eight. Okay. That's where I would be, too. Seven or eight points a game. Finney, are you a little higher on him? For Traylon Burks, I, I don't know. I think seven or eight is probably about right. It's just hard to get excited about him with D-Hop in town, you know? For okay. me, it's D-Hop, and it's uh, Derrick Henry. Okay. And that's it. That's what I look for in that offense. Just throwing this out there, Ryan Tannehill has supported two top 25 receivers before, and that would be Mr. A.J. Brown and, and Corey, Corey Davis. Davis. That That'd is correct. years ago. Four. That was four years ago. So that's 28 uh, real life years. Wow. Not happening. <laughs> no, no. I'm just saying it's, most of the team is still intact with what they had uh, with Derrick Henry and Ryan Tannehill being there. So I'm just saying it is possible that they can both be relevant. D-Hop, of course, is going to be the number one. I think seven or eight is a little low. I'm going to shoot for him to be a probably a number four receiver, somewhere in the number 45 range. Seven or eight puts him as completely undraftable. I still think Traylon Burks has a little upside. D-Hop is 31. Separation is not quite what it was three years ago. He doesn't so, need it, though. It's never been separation for nope. him. I always say it. It's his hands and incredible route running yeah. and his acceleration after he does get it. He knows how to make guys miss a little bit and get down the field. Okay. It's definitely not the the separation, though. You're right. It's yeah. never been Put the separation. Put me down for a low in number four as opposed to a high end number three. But for I, Burks. I, I'm, for Burks, but I still think he's draftable. I can't drop him off the board quite yet. I can get behind that. Okay. So this guy, our next guy up, gets shit on every single year, it seems like. Um and I think the reason is is because he was abstinent almost his entire life. He uh, finally lost his virginity this past year. He got married. Congratulations yeah, to him. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. He had Instead of rice, they threw condoms. It was incredible. <laughs> it was an incredible scene after his wedding was over. Um, and as Mickey says, women weaken legs. So I'm pretty sure this is this – is, this is going to be True. the downfall of Tyler Lockett. This is where he loses a step? This is where he loses a step. Okay. You heard it here first. Lockett is going to regress. Wow. That's it. So right now we have him at number 29. We have him as a number three receiver. hes I don't think he's been a number three receiver in probably six or seven years. He always finishes as at least the number two. A lot of upside with Lockett most year. He is 30 years old. Okay. Yeah, he is. I, I, I'm i sorry. I, I updated the spreadsheet thinking that 29 meant his age, okay. not his place on the list. I'm sorry. Gotcha. That's why I wrote it back for you. I apologize. Right. But yeah, because I was looking at his age as one of the factors too, and I kind of feel like at 30, I don't know if he's going to have full-blown regression here, but I expect him to come down a little bit, especially with Jackson and Jigba. 
there in the fold as well. I mean, that's yeah. something you got to factor in. Um, but the, the cool thing about Lockett is maybe he does fall off a little bit, but this guy's going to get you four blow-up games. I just don't know when they're coming. Yeah, he, he just <laughs> three or four times he goes nuclear. He's sneaky, man. He goes nuclear. I think the other thing that we might be forgetting about is last year they started off with Rashad Penny and Ken Walker, both of who are not true receiving running backs, and they brought in Zach Charbonnet, Ooh. who has very solid hands out of the backfield. So not for nothing, but when you're talking about two starting running backs, they're going to combine for 22 catches, and now you've got a a number two running back who could get 40 catches on his own. Those catches mm-hmm. are coming from somewhere. So for me, I'm going to take away from Lockett and not from DK Metcalf. This, I honestly feel that 12.84 is his ceiling. Whew. Not you. I, I'm gonna. This is gonna be one I plant my flag on. Lockett's yeah. not gonna be on any of my teams. I've been hot on Lockett for many years, but I mean, I agree with you completely. He's, no. due, he's due to, to for take, sure. To yeah. Take a step back. All right. Well, next up, what do we have we have Captain Kirk. We have Captain Kirk. This this is gonna be a tricky one. He had a great year last year. He was averaging over 14 points per game, but now they've got Calvin Ridley. They've also got Tank's Bigs- Tank Bigsby in the backfield, who's going to be stealing catches. He's going to be used a lot on third downs with uh, Travis Etienne, apparently spooked to get those uh, catches. They and, love uh, Tank Bigsby, bro. They're they talking do. about him a lot. Mm-hmm. Doug Peterson said he had to rewind the tape over and over and over. So I know that's not a running back show, but ETN for me, Arrow's pointing down. Okay. He's pointing down, and, and you're right. This is going to also affect the wide receiver group a little bit with Tank Bigsby, you know. And But nothing affects him more than Calvin Ridley, bro. I saw a catch today. <laughs> Trevor Lawrence threw him this crazy, crazy ball on the out. Completely off target, man. Really went up there and contorted his body in the craziest of ways and came down with it. Everyone was just like jaws are on the floor. And they're like, this guy's been out of football for two years? Like, talent's talent. And then they show Zay Jones' lineup, right? They're doing drills. Zay Jones runs a 4-4. He runs an out. Looks fast as fuck, bro. All of a sudden, Calvin Ridley does the same thing. Makes Zay Jones look slow. And I'm not kidding. I thought they were fucking with me. We're fast-forwarding the tape. So, you know, I'm starting, I'm hitting pause and play and pause and play. And I'm like, no, these motherfuckers. Calvin Ridley is that faster out of the break. Wow. That I mean, it was wild. I need to find it. It was on TikTok. I got to send it to you. So, here, I mean, here's the question that I have for you guys. Christian Kirk, he had four t- just over 14 points per game last year. Are we expecting an even better year out of Trevor Lawrence? Because we had, yeah. what, he had 25 touchdowns? Should we yeah. expect something north of 30? Because if we are, those touchdowns can't all go to Calvin Ridley. Ridley. No, no, Does right. Kirk stay relevant is he still going to be a low end number two or is this his floor i, I think if does you want kirk a piece of the relevant? offense right yes kirk yeah not relevant but does he stay as that a low end number two i Let, think yeah go ahead. go ahead josh i'm sorry i keep cutting you off go no, ahead you're I've, been, good. I've been talking um calvin ridley everyone loves that mystery of he's back now he's been out of football for what two years now yeah he has the potential he only did it for one season though let's be honest everyone was salivating at the potential there um after that one season i'm not going to take anything away from christian kirk here i think he's going to be just as good as he was is calvin really going to get the uh targets yes but i think they're going to continue to feed christian kirk and people are calvin really is going to get steamed up before the season 
I'm going to put my money on Christian Kirk. I'm going to be able to get him for a cheaper price, and I'm going to pay low for Christian Kirk and let other people pay high for Calvin Ridley. Simple nice. Time. I like you know, that. I mean, you're going to be on the same page. I already know it. And, and everything that Josh is saying is right. I, I get it. Yep. Um, I'm just I'm going to go plant my flag on Calvin Ridley, man. Josh is right. He really only did it one season, but the season that he followed that season up with that wasn't too great when Julio got traded away. There's an article I think a lot of us read that was posted in the group chat for our fantasy leagues about Calvin Ridley and what he went through with the betting scandal and everything. And he broke down everything that man was going through. That was yeah. when you hear that whole story, you know, it's easy. It was easy for us to make jokes. Oh, what an idiot gambling, blah, blah, blah. Mm. Read that story. Yeah, man. it's absolutely. incredible. This guy is fired up to play. I believe he gives um, Trevor Lawrence a true number one. Let's Christian do what he really is, which is a true number two. Yeah. And even if you draft Christian Kirk, you're going to get value because I believe Christian Kirk will be good. And I believe Calvin Ridley will be great. I believe he truly will come back to wide receiver one status, probably low end. Because if you think that offense is going to hum, it's going to be because Trevor Lawrence is throwing the ball to Calvin Ridley. Christian Kirk dropping it off to uh, Tank Bigsby, hitting Evan Ingram. The offense is going to be lit. Yeah. I expect 30 touchdowns out of Trevor Lawrence. I got no problem saying it. Mm. Trivia question. Go for it. Where's Calvin Ridley from? What country? What nationality? Oh, wow. Yep. Jeez. Africa. Uh, England? No. No on Africa. The islands. He's from England? Where? No, no. Haiti. No. Jamaica. I'll give you. I'll give you a clue. Someone close to me is from there. Cuba? Trinidad? Trin- yeah. No. Guyana. He's, oh, okay. he's Guyanese. Uh, I didn't know that. He's hmm. Guyanese, bro. Well, let's, uh, let me just, before we move to the next guy, Vinny, you love saying this. Right, right. Okay. Calvin Ridley, best comparable player. Tell me. You're looking at it. Jeremy Macklin. Woo! Oh, really? Christian Kirk, best comparable player. Stefan Diggs. Whoa. Wow. So there you go. Look at their workout Those metrics. They're shoes. actually neck and neck. Are they um, really? Yeah, pull them up side by side. Um, Christian Kirk actually has a better athletic score. Their catch radi- radius is almost identical. Where are you at? Player profile? Yeah. Player profile? Uh, speed's almost the same. So this is kind of back to that, oh, we're yeah. looking too hard at athletics thing. Let's see what happens in real life. But I think they're both going to have good seasons. I just I, think I you can get too. Kirk at a discount. You yeah. can. You can get Kirk at a discount. I just When I was doing a bunch of mock drafts in 12-team, the place where you can get Calvin really is a really sweet spot. You're getting him in like round four or five. It's pretty good. And then and then Kirk's going in at six or seven. So okay. it's not like a huge disparity. It's just if you want one or the other, you're fine. I just – I don't know. I guess I have a thing for Calvin Ridley. I, I had him back you know, two two years back to back, right, and I, was, really, I like him a lot. He was nasty that one year with oh, Matt Ryan. Remember, did, dude? Yeah, he did. Woo! Yeah, I dude. like Calvin Ridley. I'm rooting for him too, man. Deep down, I'm just rooting for him. I want him to come back strong. Yeah, I actually just pulled up that article. You know, you said a lot of sad stuff happened to him, like going up to that. It looked yeah. like his uh, she shed burned down in the backyard, and he was trying to make up some extra cash betting on uh, betting on some games. That's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> Disregard this comment by the bearded Mike. It is a great story, man. I'm telling you, it's a great read. If you guys haven't read it, Google it, the Calvin Ridley ESPN article. It's a good story. You should have read it. It really I'm is. I'm disappointed you never read it. Well, really I know is. why I didn't read it. It's like fucking five pages long. But right. once I got going, I couldn't put it down. Right. I was like, wow. It's yeah. an incredible story. Yeah. All right, so as a reminder to you guys, the official pizza of the championship formula is Mr. D's Delicious Pizza. Oh. Located off of, Mike, do you know? No, 95 and Vieira Boulevard. Yeah. Yeah, right off 95. Right. So if you're looking for something special to do for the kid's birthday, you got a corporate event, 
Ah, hell, anything that you want to do that's fun. Maybe it's just someone's birthday. Maybe it's your wife's birthday. You thought, I'm going to have Mr. D's food truck come over. Yeah. yeah. Squirt some drizzle. You could have picked up hand some out pizza. Uh, pizza before you went to the Keys and ate it on the way down there. Yeah, that would have been you great. You might not have almost gotten killed by people. You'd have been more chill. Yeah, <laughs> way more chill with that pizza and that drizzle. <laughs> but yeah, stop on by. Say hi to Mike. Let him know that you heard about him on the championship formula. Ask for that 10% discount and tell him that Mike says hi. Mike says hi. Mm-hmm. And we are back. Thank you so much for staying with us, guys. Well, we're going to keep going. We just talked about Christian Kirk and how much we loved him and how much we think there's value. ADP on him is going at number 28. We have him listed at number 28. So we are right in line with everyone else's thoughts. The next guy, though, Jesus, his ADP is falling crazy. At one time, he was the best receiver in the league, at least fantasy-wise. Three years in a row, he was top two. We are, of course, talking about the always injured, always whining Michael Thomas. We have him listed at 13 and change a game. He still averaged over 14 points in his three games last year. He is with a new quarterback. He hasn't played a full season in over three years. What are we thinking? Michael Thomas, can he really be relevant again? We have him as a number three receiver. Is anyone at this table drafting him as a number three? Vinny? He's one of those guys that whatever his ADP is, uh, you wouldn't want to draft any sooner than that. And if he drops, I'm not surprised. He's just not on my list of players that will end up on any of my teams. There you He's go. Just one what of about those a number guys. four? Could you draft him as a number? I no. guarantee there's someone around him I want instead of Michael Thomas. Josh? No, he just named off about four or five guys that I'd rather have on my team that I'd take a dart throw at. He'd have to fall to just bottom of the barrel receivers, and then I would maybe I, take a chance. I'd want the next three guys on our list. Okay. Evans, Williams, Godwin. Any of those before I take Michael Thomas. Mike? Michael Thomas, can he be a number three receiver on your team? I would probably take him before Evans and Godwin, to be honest with you. Be, uh, only because of the quarterback. Okay. He's right. off the board at 44 receiver-wise. That feels too high to me. 44. We have him projected at number 27. Just over 13 points a game. So if he's sitting there at number 40. We have him at 14 points a game? We have him at almost. He's only going to play four games. 13. (laughs) No. Yeah, we have him at 13.15 points per game. Olav is going to eat into everything that Michael Thomas would have gotten in his Michael Thomas had over 14 points a game last year. And then got hurt. I just can't trust him to stay on the field. Ability is availability. That's the biggest thing. Man, I'm telling you guys, watch these Saints. All right, so you're you're thinking a number three receiver is doable for Michael Thomas. I don't know. I mean, I'm just, I, I think this it is. This is not about the Saints, though. This is about Michael Thomas. Yeah, Michael Are you Thomas. drafting Michael Thomas around number 44, you know? Um, well, I'm definitely doing it over Godwin and Evans because of the quarterback play. I would rather have Godwin or Evans. I don't trust Michael Thomas because at least I know one thing about Godwin and Evans. They stay healthy. Those guys don't miss games. They just don't. Yeah, I'll give Michael you that. Michael Thomas misses a ton of games, dude. But, but they need their quarterback like right. to not be Baker Mayfield. Baker it's Mayfield true. will keep Chris Godwin relevant. Mike Evans is the one that I kind of worry about because he's so dependent on touchdowns. But then again, Evans has had seven years in a row, 1,000 yards. Now, this could be the year it doesn't happen to Aston Baker Mayfield, but Evans has been extremely consistent his whole career. I don't know. I'm buyer beware on Michael Thomas. I don't want to I don't want to include him on my roster builds. All right, so Mike, you seem to be the high guy on him. Let's say you get Stephon Diggs as your number one. You've got a, an Amari Cooper as your number two. Would you feel comfortable with Michael Thomas as your number three? No. Okay, there you go. So we need a little more depth in front of him. Yeah, absolutely. All right. 
Okay, I, I guess I will split the difference. I don't think he's going to fall off the earth completely, but uh, I'm thinking a low-end number three. I think we're probably about 10 spots too high on him. I like him in for that 12 and a quarter points per game, somewhere in that range. He still was solid last year and very limited action. Three games. Three games. You just traded for Olave in Dynasty. The last thing you want to see is Michael Thomas be very relevant. Uh, there could be two good receivers on a team. Exactly. T. Hig- I mean, T. Higgins and Jamar Chase. Yeah. Not, not in this trade, though. I'm yeah. just telling you, in this trade that we made, you don't want him to be very relevant. I wouldn't want no, that. No, I get that. Know? No, I get it. But, I mean, I think he will be. I think 2019 no. feels like an eternity. That was his last I know. Season. Right. That's the last time he was relevant. Period. Pre-COVID. Life doesn't even Period. feel real. Yeah, people are giving Calvin Ridley crap over missing two years. One and a half, really. I mean, so if we're going to give Calvin Ridley crap, yeah. we, we were give the shit to Michael Thomas. Right. I mean, four years, dude. I don't yeah. know. For Who sure. is this guy? You know? I, I would still take him as a low-end number three, high-end number four. I'd be okay with it. If, if he was still sitting there at pick 40. armchair. You got nothing to worry about. Good. You're right next to me. I'll take I will it. give it to you. You got nothing to worry about, man. All right. I like it. I All like right. it. Thank you, Vinny, for giving me that heads up. That's but then it. I am Michael Thomas I, is free to take. I can't do too much, but you know, it's something. <laughs> you know. All right. Well, the next guy is probably going to be there for taking for you because I won't be. This guy has had a thousand yard season. I believe it's seven years in a row. Right. He's getting a little long in the tooth. He does not have Tom Brady. He does not have Jameis Winston. Instead, right. he gets the. Incredible, stupendous Baker Mayfield throwing to him. Hall of Fame receiver. He is. Ring of Honor Tampa Bay receiver. And just like Michael Thomas, I actually feel the same way about Mike Evans. He's going to have an ADP around round seven, and I don't want to take him at round seven because there's other guys in round seven I like better than Mike Evans. And it's nothing against Mike Evans, but if I put him against Michael Thomas, I'll take Michael Evans, but I don't want either guy. So it's all good. You know, that's just me. So we have him at number 26. ADP is number 34. If he is sitting there at number 32, he is now a low end number three. You go with Mike, Mike Evans? No, I don't want him in any of my okay. bills. I don't have a great outlook for him. I prefer Chris Godwin. What's Chris Godwin's ADP? We're 27. Talking. I'll take Chris Godwin. Okay. Josh? No, if he's there at wide receiver three, I'll, I'll take Mike Evans. Over okay. Chris Godwin? No, we had, that's a seven-spot difference. We're talking but, about in the 30s. Yeah, if they're the same it's, it's spot. It's the same round, though. Like, you're an armchair. Uh, well, you're, you're going to be drafting an armchair for no, Mike, No, no, seven receiver spots. Yeah, different. so, I mean, after oh, Godwin, oh, oh, yeah, oh. now you're talking Kirk, Pittman, oh, Ayuk, Lockett. I got you. Yeah, I misunderstood what you seven saying. wide receiver spots. Oh, uh, yeah, I got you. Uh, Raider, how you feeling? Mike Evans. No. Okay. Well, I'm going to be right up there with Josh then. I would still take him as a number three. I'd probably have him... Uh, probably about a slot higher than Michael Thomas in actual points per game, but where I would draft him is probably about 10 or 12 spots higher than Michael Thomas. So I'm okay with him. Number three, we're probably a little higher on him in consensus. Baker Mayfield can make these guys relevant. He's just probably not going to. The chances are better that he's not going to make them both top-end receivers. They're probably both going to be low-end number two to a low-end number three receiver, both of them. Godwin... Because he works the slot, he's going to get more catches. So that's where his rating is going to be a little bit higher. But Todd Bowles is the problem for me outside of Baker Mayfield. Like the, It's Baker, May- Baker Mayfield is the first issue. The second issue is really Todd Bowles, the style of team he wants to have. Let's play hard-nosed defense and let's run the rock. Right. It's a very archaic way to play football nowadays. It's what they're given. They don't have really a better option with these type of quarterbacks back there. And I think ultimately this trickles down to fantasy in that these wide receivers are not going to be close to their ceilings. You know, it's it's so funny that you say that because when I played Madden for a short time, 
Um, I played that way because I knew I couldn't beat these young little guys that knew all kinds of stuff. He so, was at GameStop in the mall. It was one time. And all these little like five and six year olds kept he literally pushed one down and grabbed the remote. He he was, he was killing them. Just Jeez. killing them. Yeah. They couldn't slow you down. No. no. Every time they'd go to throw it knocked the controller out of their hand. You used their car like the whole game, didn't you? <laughs> This is a rookie back then. <laughs> I just I used the strategy that I was going to run the ball as much as I could to run the clock out, and I would take the play clock all the way down to the last second. They would get pissed at me, and yeah, they'd be like, that. "Yo, can you please like snap the ball?" And I'm like, "No, man, you're better." I'm playing than me. real football, bro. Yeah, I'm like, I'm. I'm yeah, gonna... Somebody could be watching me. Yeah, yeah. Maybe they I might need get to... hired. <laughs> and, but I would beat these punks. Why do they got to be punks? Because they're stupid little kids that just want to oh, snap the ball, snap the ball. It's like, no, I'm doing strategy, bro. You're being, you're much better than me. You're much better than me, so I have to do everything I can to take the ball out of your hands. I would have straight up punched you. Out. I would have punched you. I used to beat those little fuckers <laughs> left and right, man. I bet you got so many player disconnected from the fucking games on you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They were like, probably, fuck off. I was probably one of those punk little kids you were upset with. I'm telling you. I used yeah. to, I play that game tournament style, money tournaments, EA tournaments. And you probably were uh, thinking, like, would you just snap the ball? Oh my no, God. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm the pre-snap guy. I'm doing 10 million things, bro. I'm going huddle, no huddle, and I'm, I'm going nuts, dude. I took it down to, to, I love that game. to, to one second, like, right before I would snap the ball every single time. This and they're is like, 1982 Smash Mouth football, and this is the way I play. <laughs> it's Eddie George or nothing. Yeah. John Madden would have coached exactly like this. <laughs> yeah. 2.9 yards and a cloud of dust. <laughs> All right. Well, next guy up is Mike Williams. Oh God, this <laughs> so talented, so tall, so quick, with right. a great quarterback. Kellen Moore is going to do wonders for this offense. He is absolutely going to speed up the pace of play. They are going to get a lot more throws into this offense this year. If Mike Williams, for the love of God, could stay healthy, he could be a true number one. He could be a top twelve he was receiver. Awesome when he played. I drafted. He was my number fourteen receiver last year. Did you yeah. know he was and the seventh pick? And when he played, pick? he was awesome. The seventh pick overall. Seventh pick overall. Yeah. I he mean, signed an extension last body. off season. Yeah. yeah. And then Herbert just signed an extension last night, right? Massive. Yeah, yes, for one point four trillion dollars. <laughs> yeah, incredible. That's a lot of money. It is a lot. Mahomes now makes seven seven million less per year compared to Herbert, and they were making a big deal about that. And I'm like, no, that's 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 smart, man. That's that's genius by Mahomes. Save some money for other people if you want to be relevant, man. Do you know who did the most ads of any NFL player last year? <laughs> Mahomes. 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 Yeah, because you yeah. can make it up and mark like Brady found the secret, like. Take less, bet, get better people around me. I'll get the ads because I'm winning Super Bowls. Super Bowls. Yeah, yeah, dude, like yeah so I make it up in other formula. ways. Yeah. I can go into the Hall of Fame. I can enjoy my career better. Right. I get better players. It's more fun. So if Herbert, I don't know, I have not seen the entire you know breakdown of his mm-hmm. contract, but it does not look. It looks much closer to a Lamar Jackson type of yeah. deal where it's like, it's I don't massive. give a fuck about the rest of the team. I want to be paid. Yeah. So it's Deshaun Watson. It is Lamar Jackson. And it's not that I blame them. If they think that they have a Patrick Mahomes type career, though, they right. really could take a little bit more team-friendly deal to where they're still making an incredible amount of money and make right. up some of it on the back end. He has the most passing yards and the most touchdowns in the first three years of a career than anybody ever. Now, the problem is he's only like 23 and 24 or something like that with no playoff wins. Yeah. That's the issue. You know, he, needs, think, he needs that part of his game 
to come quick because he he's going to be just a stat guy when we look back if this like keeps Dan up. Marino. Yeah, kind of like Dan Marino, except mm. that Dan Marino. I think we all think that Dan Marino is still an all-time great. Of course, you know, a, a great thrower of the football. You know, Justin Herbert has a lot to go before we put him on Dan Marino's level, but. I mean, if he were never to win any significant playoff games or get there, you know, that, that hurts his legacy. Skill-wise, he was probably considered a top two quarterback of yeah. his era. Just yeah. skill-wise of playing the quarterback position. Yeah. Herbert's probably got to be top five of just arm talent, yeah. uh, the ability to scramble, the vision, everything. It feels like he should be a top five talent well, of I his mean, generation. People forget that he played with cracked ribs last year. I mean, that's no Dan joke. Dan Marino? <laughs> Oh, yeah. Herbert. All right, you guys remember, remember that? I, of course, I had him. So we have Mike Williams leaves. at number 25. I'm going to go on record. I think Herbert has a great year. I think if Mike Williams... I actually think points per game, Mike Williams creeps up on number one status. I do believe he is going to be a top 15 wide receiver in points per game. Points per game when points he plays game. six games. That puts him at 15 and a half games, or points per game. When he plays six games. That's okay. He's a twenty. He's coming off the board at twenty six, and we haven't ranked at twenty five. Right in line. Yep. He's gonna miss a few. He is. But I still, when he's healthy, I like Mike Williams. Yeah. If he's sitting there as the twenty second receiver, there's probably five or six guys that would absolutely take him over. Just because I believe in Herbert and I believe in Kellen Moore. Here are the two guys Same. above him, and here are the two guys below him. They are Jerry Judy and J- and Drake London above him. Chris Godwin and Christian Kirk below him. I'll take Mike Williams over all of them. Correct. Same. Yeah. Well, Jerry Judy's the, probably my only questionable one. Okay. Raiders shaking his head in disgust. He doesn't want any of any them on of his team. The, no, exactly. He wants Calvin Ridley's <laughs> she shed on his team. That's yeah. what he Stop. wants. <laughs> Calvin, if you're listening, we're sorry. I mean, well, three of us are. Three of them are. <laughs> I think. Yeah. That's, all right. So, Mike Evans. Uh, no, Mike Williams. <laughs> Sorry about that, guys. Mike Williams, it feels like we're all pretty high on Mike Williams, yeah. except Raider. He hates him. Just got to stay healthy, some, man. Yeah. There you go. Next guy up. Supremely talented. Came back less than a year after a torn ACL. It was a little surprising. Obviously, it showed in his in his play. But by the middle of the season, he was looking like Chris Godwin of usual. We have him as the last number two wide receiver. Can anyone make a case for him to be much higher or much lower than this? Are we good as a low end number two? Yeah, I'm good good with low end number two with high end number two upside. I won't give him top one upside or anything like that, but I think he can creep up to the upper echelon in in terms of wide receiver twos. But I I can count on this guy to be steady. I think Baker Mayfield will make him very relevant and keep him productive for what we expect from Chris Godwin, which is lots of catches with some yak, you know. Yeah, no, I like him right there. Okay. All right, next guy up on the board, Mr. Arthur Smith. If you're listening to me, I have a message for you. Stop being a fucking idiot. I thought you were going to tell him to shave his mustache. Nah, he can keep the mustache as long as he – you've got some incredible players can we please get Kyle Pitts and Drake London the ball? Is that possible? You're not going to be able to feed all of them. Somebody's not going to get fed. It's just those two. Yeah, just two. Just one two. receiver, one tight end. Seems yeah. reasonable. And Bijan. Yeah. Some one of those three guys is not going to live up to where we want him to be. Who's it, who's that going to be? Well, I think it's going to be Kyle Pitts. 
You, oh, another another shitty season from Kyle Pitts. I, I think he's the odd man out versus where people think he can be. He's probably the hype train is too high. I, I, I think that I think that all three can be relevant because Bijan is still gonna be the primary runner of the team. So there's gonna be a lot of rushing stats for Bijan to pile on. Now, will he get catches? Of course he's gonna get catches, which is why he's, he's going first rounder. But after that, why can't Drake London and Kyle Pitts because remember for Kyle Pitts to be relevant? He had a thousand yards his rookie season. All right, I don't know how many catches he did it on, but even a tight end that gets you, let's say, sixty catches, fifty-five catches, right, mm-hmm. and gives you eight hundred yards and four touchdowns. There's your tight end one, not overall, but I'm a, a tight end one right. that could finish as a top five tight end. It's not. It's not a lot for Kyle Pitts to be relevant as a tight end. What we want is. Give me a thousand yards again and ten touchdowns. That's what we expect from a guy like him. But you know he's going to be capped by Desmond Ritter right now because we don't know what he is. But can he give you fifty-five catches and seven eight hundred yards with four or five touchdowns in this offense? I don't think that's asking a ton. I think that gets him to about tight end five, tight end four. Okay. You know, and I believe in Drake London. Though this is a question about Drake London, right? Essentially, mm-hmm. I think Drake London's a star. It's on Desmond Ritter to make him a star. I love Drake London. I, in every mock draft I'm doing, I'm taking him. If you want him, you're going to have to get him early. Because okay. Vinny's going to gobble him up. So, I do believe in Drake London. I, I'll say that right now. Out of all mm-hmm. three of those guys, I love Drake London to have a massive year. Okay, I'm going to throw this out there for you. Arthur Smith's arguably his best season uh, with any of his offenses is going to be 2020 with Tennessee. Okay. Yeah, Uh-oh. so... Yeah, I know. So I know what you're getting at. You're going to talk about tight ends. Yeah, John Smith. Smith, 14 games. Oh boy. He had 41 catches, 448 yards, and eight TDs. Obviously used him in the red zone. Great touchdown yeah, numbers. Yeah, great touchdown numbers. But his wide receivers, in only 12 full games for AJ Brown, 70 catches, almost 1100 yards, and 11 TDs. That was the number one wide receiver on that team. The number two wide receiver. In 12 full games, he actually played basically 13, 65 catches, 1,000 yards, five touchdowns out of Mr. Corey Davis. Well, then that makes that makes me feel good about Kyle Pitts. That makes me feel great because he's a better talent. He is a better talent John than Jonu Smith. Smith. But I want to know how are they are they are they splitting him out wide? Is he actually going to be running wide receiver routes? Or are they going to be is he going to be using him as a tradition as a traditional tight end? This is a great debate, and uh, we're not. No one knows who's right until the season starts. But Kyle Pitts' ADP is about seventy-one to seventy-four, somewhere in there, which means he's going in the sixth round. If I haven't drafted a tight end, and you're telling me in sixth round I can get Kyle Pitts, that mouth, that upside is mouthwatering to me. I would never pass up Kyle Pitts in round six or seven if I don't have a tight end. I think that's great value, man. For sure. I, I mean, I'll give you that because of how of, because of the talent. Right. But Drake London, we have him at number twenty three. The question is, is that correct? We're trying to help everyone. Right. We want to make these projections. We want to plant our flag. Twenty three. Are we good with that? I Almost am, fourteen points a game. I'm great with that. Josh, I, nah, love I think yeah. Drake Raider London. Yeah. No, I like it. I mean, Ayuk. I would put ahead of him. Okay. Ayuk in front of Drake London. Yeah. Mm. 
Uh, I'm trying to see just because sometimes you Where's throw London out. Where's London coming off the board? Drake London. No, London it, is coming off at number 25. Oh, okay. so right where we got him. Yeah, and Ayuk is number 30. But what's his ADP? What's Drake London's yeah, 20, ADP overall? Yeah, 25. As a wide receiver, but I'm saying what's his overall oh, 60. ADP? Okay. Is it so really 60? Round yeah, five. Where... Somewhere in round five. When he played with Desmond Ritter, right? 15.5. 12. 14.6. 9.7. 25. I'm, I'm, I believe in Drake London. If you want Drake London, come get him early because you're okay. not going to get him if right. you if you wait. Okay, so there you go. Make it easy on everyone yep. so everyone knows where you're picking. Yep. Drake London off the board. Okay. Drake Seventy-two dollars. <laughs> no, no, I'm not talking <laughs> dynasty. I'm talking redraft. I was talking redraft. Redraft leagues. I mean, no, you no. I'm saying, you like in dynasty? I'm assuming, right? I like every player in dynasty. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm, in, I'm in on everybody until I'm not. Sixty. Plus, I got I got four guys doing the research for me. I'm just gonna follow what they do. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I'm gonna tell you, Drake London and redraft is not going to be on the board in round six or round five. You're damn right he's not because I'm gonna yeah. take him in round one. You will have to take him. You will have to take him really <laughs> early. You. You're gonna have to take him really early. All right. High value. Yeah. yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, guys. Well, that's a, going to wrap it up for us tonight. I can't thank everyone for I can't enough. Thank you for, enough. I know. I can't thank you I enough, can't Mike. Thank you enough. I am so happy you wore I'm those so stupid ass looking headphones. <laughs> <laughs> you idiot. Can we go watch the Barbie movie tomorrow? Only if you wear those and you plug it into your uh, <laughs> plug it into the TV. Of course, with my um, playlist. Are you gonna go see the Barbie movie? Oh yeah, of course. Who are you going with? Donna and the girls? Myself. Yourself? He's going to cut out of work early one day and go straight there. Yeah. I'm going to cut a hole in the bottom of the popcorn bowl and just hope I get lucky. Yaz wants me to go watch it. She's telling me she wants me to go on Saturday it, with her. And the I'm reviews like, on it were that it is extremely um, misogynistic. Pink. No, really? no. Misog- yeah, it was like oh. overboard. There, it Almost to the point of being, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like prejudiced against men. Wow! Horrible. Like, it, like every man in there is shown as just a, a like a chauvinistic pig. Wow! And it's I, like I, I'm not sure it needs in this day and age, especially. I don't think you need to do that. No, you absolutely. Don't. You don't have to have guys slapping asses and everything. And it, that's what it, it was almost like a point. And I, I when I, it was weird, Make someone me a said sandwich. it to me. Well, if, okay, Mike. No, no. <laughs> You know the whole make me a sandwich thing, right? And daddy wants a sandwich, make daddy a sandwich. You don't know about that? No. We'll, we'll talk about that off air. But <laughs> okay. no. we're gonna let Mike see it and Mar- tell us if it's chauvinistic. Hey, Margot Robbie is in there playing Barbie. She's sexy as fuck. No, she's not. She's that's Margot Margot Robbie's not sexy. No. She's ugly. She's not ugly. Did you see her in Wolf of Wall Street? I don't know who she is. Let me Google. Margot she's Robbie. A, she's what? A she played Suicide Squad. She was um. Oh, in Suicide Harley Squad, Quinn. I do like yeah, her. Harley Quinn. Oh, okay. She was Harley Quinn. Oh, Suicide Squad. I love her in that. Okay. She, yeah, she is yeah. definitely a Josh. number one wide Josh. receiver I need in you. my I, book. She's a she's a number one everything. Tight end, wide receiver, running, <laughs> running back. back. Yeah, I, yeah, solid. solid. I, I'd rail her. Like just put me on record for that. What does Margot Robbie? If you want to, if if you're listening and you want me, I want you. Just call me. But um. Margot Robbie. Oh, what the hell is going on over here? What's going on with you two over here? Not, he's showing me what that means. Have you seen Wolf of Wall Street, Josh? No, I need to. Josh, I don't. 
I don't want to talk to you again until you see the movie. Don't text Man, me. Don't ask me for that. anything. No, That's a huge. Josh, I need yeah. you to take three hours of your fucking day and watch this movie this weekend. Probably I will hand deliver it to you. Yeah, oh. <clears throat> no. Don't listen to Cage Raider. He's I, fucking I, wrong. He's, I've tried watching that movie like four times. He has attention issues, though. He don't gets to the Margot Ro- Robbie part, and then no, he stops it's, it. No, it's, <laughs> it's the character of Leo. I can't stand Leo's Leo character. Leo was amazing, bro. Oh, I can't stand that. You can't stand Leo at all? or just, No, the, the character that just he the plays. Guy he plays. But, bro, that... The that, Wolf of Wall Street, he's portraying the guy. Like, he had maybe, this way of That means he did him, a really good job. You know, it was based on a true story. It's a true story. Okay, well, I, I hate that character that he played. It, it set a record for the most F bombs I mean, ever in a movie. Bro, that Martin movie Scorsese. is epic. I, I, I can't imagine not recommending it to anybody. Josh, I need. Josh, I'll watch it. I need okay, you, Josh. Josh, watch it and then come back to me. Because he's not. He's gonna call, I guarantee he's going to come back to me. But if you're fucking right. No, he's Dude, not. Dude, I guarantee there's, it. So no. there's probably like five or six Can we make a big bet? epic movies <laughs> that most, I think most guys our age have seen. That's one of them that it's like, like if you had said I have never seen Borat. I've never seen 40-year-old Virgin. I've never seen Step Brothers or. I've seen all those. Yeah. The Wolf of Wall Street, I would put up there, but it's obviously a much different type of movie than comedies, but it is an epic movie. Jordan was- Belford is the guy he's playing, right? Jordan Belford, I read his book, okay, The True Story, and I've also heard a lot of his TikToks talk about the movie. Mm-hmm. Bro, they got a lot of that right. It wasn't just cinematics. It's a great story, a great movie. And but when what you're a done, horrible Josh, experience. What do you mean, what? bro? Like, how? Listen, don't I'm spoil not, it for me. Don't no, spoil no, it for no, me. No, now. We, let's yeah. talk about it after. Does he turn into a wolf? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Have yeah. you ever He's seen already a wolf? Yeah, we're grows, talking about it. That was a good movie. You ever seen yeah. Wolf? Yeah. Don't fucking talk to me until you see. <laughs> <laughs> With Michael J. Fox? No. Bro. Not what? Teen Wolf, you jackass. <laughs> Jesus Christ. No wonder you don't like Wolf of Wall Street. No, Jack Jesus. Nicholson. Oh, yes. Yeah, I they, love they, Jack Nicholson. Is Michelle Pfeiffer in that yes. series? Yeah, hey, James Spader. That's my boy. That's a good a, movie. That's, that's my guy. guy. Back in the day. When Jack Nicholson starts pissing on him in the bathroom, what are you doing? (laughs) Marking my territory. Yes. (laughs) I'm so excited. You just turned into Jack Nicholson, man. Man. Very nice. Your eyes got crazy. Are you in The Shining? Look at your eyes. Hey, Josh, it goes without saying, though. Do not have that shit on the screen when your daughter's around. Don't even have her walking around. Don't do it. She got to be in bed. Just get her in bed, bro. Okay. I'll watch it for sure. That's you and Katie. Shout out to you, Katie. Man. And Damn. fucking do this. Oh, God. What is, so Jonah pumped. Hill is so oh, good dude. in it. He, he is, is so good. fucking good, bro. You show me you make this much money, I'll quit my job, job right, right fucking, fucking now. now. Dude, dude, you got to watch this movie. I will. Bro. I will. Okay, well, that was enough of our uh, diatribe on Wolf of Wall Street. Thank you so much for listening, and we will be talking to you again really soon. Mm-hmm. Laters. Mm-hmm.